Today is Tuesday, June 6, 2023. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. A pastor responds to a bizarre Disney show that features Satan impregnating a teen girl. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast. We're bringing news from a Christian perspective. We're getting through the news of the cray here, uh, as you can probably tell by that tease off the top. And joining me to get through it, Trey Gons Phillips. Billy's on assignment. What's up, Trey? Happy. Tuesday to you. What's going on? I know we're already rolling Tuesday. I feel like I haven't been on the podcast in like an eternity. Well, no, you've been traveling. You've been at uh, yeah. a couple of different events and um, and I uh, I finally don't sound like I'm dying because <laughs> my nose isn't completely stopped up. Um, but I can't smell anything. Okay. Or taste anything. So that takes the joy out of eating and drinking coffee. Well, but selfishly, um, at least you sound good. So we can all just that's true. enjoy that's normal true. sound. I, I sound and then bearable. You can still suffer, but at least we don't have to know. <laughs> that's kidding. true. That's true. I'm just kidding. But uh, what, what are we at? What are you focusing on today for your story? So uh, more craziness, uh, which won't be a surprise, but a, yeah. a school district in Los Angeles uh, is facing a lot of backlash for what they're doing with their children there for Pride Month. And involves bingo, uh, so we'll get into oh that. Oh boy! All right, yeah. There's there's been certainly no shortage of Pride Month uh, controversies already this June, and it's only on June sixth yeah. right now. Right, it's uh, going to be an insufferable month, I think. Yes, indeed. And uh, the main thing we've got Pastor Mike Signorelli. He's from V One Church in New York City, responding to this Disney Plus show, which is just bizarre. Um, but it is it is worth knowing what kind of content is out there, and so we'll get into that. But first. We are going to do the news here in 90 seconds. And Senator Tim Scott appeared on The View this week to challenge what he called their, quote, disgusting view that African-Americans have to be the exception in order to succeed in life. He called that message dangerous and said, the fact of the matter is we've had African-American president, African-American vice president. We've had two African-Americans be secretaries of the state. My home city, the police chief's African-American, who's now running for mayor. And he went on to argue this point to uh, a a not-so-friendly view crowd. So you can check that story out over at CBN News. Many Ohio families wonder if the worst is yet to come after the devastating train wreck in February that spilled toxic chemicals across East Palestine and beyond. And great by the grace of God, uh, nobody was killed or hurt, Barb Colger told CBN News. You can check out the full story from CBN's Brody Carter uh, on CBNNews.com. And Dallas Jenkins is responding in a lengthy 20-minute video to this controversy over a pride flag appearing in some of the footage there on set during the filming of the chosen that has sparked a lot of conversation again here during Pride Month. But those are just some of today's top headlines. You can check out those stories and more over at CBNnews.com. And I, Trey, I, I don't know where you want to start here, but I found it interesting that Dallas Jenkins decided to respond to this because I think there's a heightened sense of maybe frustration with all of the propaganda essentially that goes on during Pride Month. And it's just everywhere. You you can't escape it. And so I think people were especially triggered when news of this footage came out with a pride flag on the set of The Chosen, where people are probably like, this is the one place I can get away from the onslaught, but and then still have to deal with it. 
But um, but being that it was not supposed to be in there and it was and all the rest, you know, Dallas still felt that he needed to respond to this. Yeah. You know, I think because of the timing and it being Pride Month, this was the perfect storm, right? It was all the ingredients to create a controversy, whether it would have been as controversial at another time. We don't know because this is just right. This is when it happened. It certainly is noteworthy, right? When, as you said, the, the set of The Chosen, you know, the foremost Christian uh, television show or streaming show that's out there right now uh, and there's a pride flag that appears even though it was just in the uh, it was in behind the scenes footage it was just in the corner uh, and as it turns out it was from a contractor who is does not is not working explicitly with the chosen or the chosen ink um but is there as a contractor, right? So they're allowed to have whatever positions and views on whatever they want to have. But the question is how did this how did you not edit that out? Right. Uh, you know, why why was that allowed uh, to to go onto the BTS footage that was shared online that should have been on the cutting room floor? Because whether you want it to or not, even the appearance in the corner of a three inch flag does right. and, send a message, right? It communicates something. And also, too, I mean, just the common courtesy of if I'm if I'm on the, a Hollywood set, I don't bring in my Christian flag and plant it in the middle of the set. Like, what is this? This isn't your personal um, protest zone here. You're you're hired to do a job. You're not hired to bring flags in and bring all of your political statements in there. Because clearly that's what this is, is a troll to Christians, right? Like, why, why else would you plant and put this flag up? Like, nobody, I mean, who's going to work and saying, I have to do a job. I'm going to be a cameraman. I'm going to be a key grip. Whatever I'm going to be. And they're saying, you know what? I'm also going to bring this flag wherever I work and just I stick it on the work uh, uh, site that I'm on. Nobody does that. You don't get a right to do that as a as an employee trying to be a professional. I mean, you can do it. I just don't think it's generally good practice. I mean, regardless of what your views are, it just seems like who wants that on a work environment? Yeah, I mean, I I understand that. I you know, to in Dallas's defense, I guess he's he so he initially addressed it, and it was a very very short response, and people kind of thought it was a little bit flippant. He just said, you know, that people can have whatever positions they want to have. I don't police people for their views uh, when I hire them, as long as they're a doing a good job uh, and b are working well and not not disparaging the the goal here. Uh, then I'm not going to tell them what they should or shouldn't shouldn't do or wear or have with them. Uh, but he obviously faced some criticism for that. So he ex- released this, as you mentioned, 20 minute explanation. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he did talk, you know, he made a good point, which is that the, this is not a church. This isn't a ministry where we have bylaws and a, a mission statement that people have to 100% sign on to uh, before they are employed by me. Uh, he said, I would, I would like to know that if I'm working on a secular set, I could wear one of my chosen t-shirts or I could wear a Christian t-shirt and not face backlash. And I think as long as they're doing a good job, and they're working with me and they're being kind to us and not disparaging our message. If they want to have that, well, that's on their personal say, space. Then that's I would okay. say that's fine, but he did not do it. Or whoever this person is, did not do a good job. They put a flag that got into a shot for the footage of the film. That's doing no, the a terrible job. Completely, the rig is completely belongs to the, the, the camera guy. Like that's all his equipment. Uh, and it was just happened to be in the shot at the time. I agree with you that it should nice. not have been in the shot. Intentional or not, he messed up. I'm just saying it's different than wearing your T-shirt on set, right? You 
put something in that caused a major problem. So sure. whether it was intentional or not, you kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah. No, so I agree. I agree. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I, I think it's not as huge of a deal right, as people are making it out to be, but it's also not maybe as small of a deal as the right. chosen is making it out to be. Right. I think it, the, the truth is somewhere in the middle. And maybe that's yeah. the, the reason for the 20 minute explanation that we just got. Exactly. Exactly. And, and like, look, let's, let's just not come down hard on them. I mean, clearly like Dallas said, like this, you're going to have people with different views on the set, but you also have to know the times in which we live in Christians right now are very right during June are incredibly tired of yeah. this being the thing for a whole entire month. And, yeah. um, and so then to see it there, I think just is probably triggering to a lot of people, but hopefully, I hopefully agree. they can move past it and, uh, and keep going. Cause they're doing a great job on the chosen. I know you have a lot of interviews coming up after going there and speaking to them. So we're looking we're, we're definitely looking forward to those for sure. But we're going to move over to our next story now here, the one you were talking about, the top tray. And there is a Los Angeles school district facing backlash over what they're doing for Pride Month. So what's going on here? Yeah, so at the start of June, members of the Los Angeles Unified School District started encouraging students to celebrate Pride Month with coloring books and even bingo cards that feature, uh, quote, LGBTQ uh, icons. Uh, so it's, there's an interactive digital flyer on the LU, uh, LAUSD uh, Human Re Relations and Diversity and Equity website. That's quite a mouthful, but uh, <laughs> on their website, uh, they list all these ways to celebrate Pride, including encouraging educators to hand out pride swag like flags and pronoun name tags, uh, teach lessons on LGBTQ history, have a lunchtime parade, whatever that might mean, uh, and create and pass out ally pledge cards, meaning hand these out to kids and they will pledge to support their friends who are LGBTQ uh, no matter what, right? Even if they're a straight person, uh, they'll advocate for their LGBTQ uh, classmates. Uh, so that's just some, some of what's in there. All of this was designed, by the way, by the Gay and Lesbian and Straight Education Network, uh, known as GLSEN. Uh, so there, there's a whole host of things in there, uh, but but it's it's a pretty it's a pretty big package, and they're facing a lot of backlash for having rolled this out for kids of all ages, mind you. So what are this? What are some of the things that are actually in this curriculum? Yeah, so it's all kinds of stuff. So the coloring book, uh, the very first uh, character, the very first person that's introduced in the book, uh, their name is Weewa. I don't know if this is a male or female. They're only described as an indigenous two-spirit Zuni tribe member from New Mexico. Uh, the description of this person says that as a child being two-spirit, Weewa learned a mixture of Zuni feminine and masculine traditional roles and it goes on with a whole host of people like this, many of them never defined as male or female, but all of these other ambiguous, uh, ambiguous gender, gender, you know, descriptors. Uh, then the bingo card uh, includes several LGBTQ flags. Uh, it also references uh, BIPOC, uh, drag con, uh, out and proud is another phrase that's on there. And it also oddly includes the phrase bathroom and locker room, which to me is... I guess they're trolling conservatives with this, but they're introducing this to elementary age children with bathroom and locker room as, as a phrase you can get on a bingo card. I, I don't know. To me, it just, 
I understand why parents are concerned about the oversexualization of children when stuff like that is ending up on a bingo card for kids. Yeah, and I'm I'm hearing you describe this stuff, and I'm just wondering how this. Uh, I'm well, sarcastically, I'm a little shocked that some of the kids are not performing so well on their ACTs and <laughs> and SATs because the preparation they're getting is top notch. They'll they'll know all about gender fluidity here, apparently. And whatever right. these two, two spirit, two spirit, whatever that yeah, means, whatever that means, they'll know all about them. But I don't know if those are popping up on the SAT. Not yet. Probably yeah. will soon. But uh, there was also a protest at one of the schools in Hollywood. What happened there? Yeah, so this actually all kind of happened around the same time. This school in Hollywood is also part of the Los Angeles United uh, Unified School District. Uh, it's called Satakoy Elementary School. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that took place on this Pride Day last Friday. Uh, but one of the, the main things that got a lot of backlash was this LGBTQ book that was read uh, to students while they were there. Uh, that the book is called The Great Big Book of Families. It's a pro-LGBT book uh, that chronicles all these different familial structures, of course, none of them being the nuclear mother and father and children uh, group. Instead, it's all of these other conglomerations of what a family, a modern family, quote unquote, could look like. And parents argued that it should be up to them to introduce, uh, if at all, uh, this kind of content to their children. There were parents that were uh, wearing uh, signs or holding signs and wearing shirts that said, parental choice matters, no pride in grooming, leave our kids alone. And then there were also across the street some 100 counter-protesters who said they were there to voice their support for the LGBTQ uh, event. And according to the Los Angeles Times, there were even a few moments when police had to intervene because there were fights breaking out between uh, the two groups after the counter-protesters would, you know, cross over to the side of the street and start to agitate uh, some of the protesters and and vice versa. So there were there were some uh, some violence there apparently that needed to be needed to be addressed. Yeah, wow, man, this is really again, we've seen no shortage of stories on Pride Month like this. And yeah. do, are you getting any sense, Trey? This is just sort of going to have to go by feel here. There's not, not going to be anything scientific on this. Are you sensing that any of these companies, maybe because of Bud Light, maybe because of Target and some of the little bit increased backlash that some of these companies are facing. Do you see less of the like logos switching this time around? Yeah, I have. It does seem like I've seen a smaller degree of that. I've also received less emails this year. I remember last year and the year before, every single company across the, the planet that I'd ever subscribed to and got the obnoxious emails from every single day, they would send out their pride email, right, which, right. you know, why do I care what right. Starbucks's position is on LGBTQ diversity? I did still get an email from Kroger this morning and I thought, <laughs> Why, why do why? I need to know my grocery store's position on sexuality? Right. Uh, but nevertheless, I have seen fewer of them. And I think people are starting to realize, look, they're still going to hold the position that they hold, but maybe they'll be a little bit quieter about it yeah. because they don't want to go the way of Target and certainly Bud Light. Yeah. And I maintain that a lot of this is just pandering for these companies. They're not going to do it unless oh, totally. they think it makes them popular. Or it's virtue signaling or whatever. So if they start seeing that the other way, you're going to see them stop doing it. If they start feeling like this is detrimental to them, I don't think you're going to see companies, you know, maybe some will, but I don't think you're going to see all of them falling all over themselves to die on the yeah. sword of, well, you know, where people, you know, what's their preferred genitalia. I just don't, it doesn't seem like the hill to die on. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think all of this is is going to be impacted by the bottom line, right? If it's not making them a lot of money, or if it's not getting them a whole lot of social clout anymore, then then what's the what's the upside there? Right. I have seen this is just anecdotally. I live in Central Virginia, and where I am, I've seen fewer front store displays that are like rainbow everywhere this year. Yeah. You know, we're used to seeing these huge, like American Eagle or, or target, whatever yeah. has these massive uh, rainbow <laughs> displays and they've been a little bit more subtle this year. Uh, so I don't know, maybe we're reaching a, a fever a pitch here, point. which yeah, would maybe. be a good thing. It would be, it would be because uh pander months to one of the seven deadly sins is uh, <laughs> it doesn't seem like the thing that we want to be known for. Right. I mean, what's next greed month and, uh, you know, yeah. a wrath month. I don't know. Well, that but, was so back to Dallas real quick before we yeah, move on. Yeah. One of the things he said in his video is he said, personally, obviously he shared his position that he's not in favor of LGBTQ stuff. That's that doesn't line up with his theology. But he also said, personally, I would never wear a pride shirt. If anything, I'd wear something like a humility shirt because <laughs> right. we have a huge problem in our world <laughs> yes. with pride already. <laughs> right. We don't need to encourage that anymore. We've got plenty enough yeah. of that. It's the it's the precursor to all these other sins. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, appreciate you bringing that story, Trey. We're going to move over to the main thing now. And Mike Signorelli, who's pastor of V1 Church in New York City, he took time to stop by CBN and talk about Pauline, which is a coming Disney Plus show uh, that Deadline describes as, quote, a German original about a teenager who falls in love with the devil. Signorelli spoke with our own Billy Hallowell to break down why this Satan-themed content is deeply concerning. That's today's main thing. So Mike Signorelli, Disney Plus is in the headlines again. You and I always seem to come together to talk about these shows that are coming out in Hollywood. This particular show is called Pauline, and it's a German show. We don't know a whole lot about it, but we do know that the synopsis is that it's about an 18-year-old girl who falls in love with Satan um, or has a one-night stand with Satan. What was your reaction when you first heard about this series? Well, I mean, my reaction was Satan always comes masquerading as an angel of light. And so he's going to portray himself in the form that people are most readily able to accept because he wants to appeal to the masses. And we're seeing this over and over and over again. You would think that programming like this would stop working on people. But in fact, there is an audience for it, which is why creators continue to make it. Yeah, I mean, when, when you look at this, I mean, there's so many different angles I want to talk about with you, but there's this cartoonification, literally, of Satan. We had Little little Demon, right, which you and I talked about a few months back, the cartoon um, on, on one of the FX networks, and that was very literally cartoonifying Satan, but this idea of taking Satan and making him laughable and putting him into these shows and making him, you know, Lucifer, a character that people can maybe relate to or, or at least be entertained by, why do you think that's actually a really problematic trend? Here's why it's problematic. If you are a parent watching this video right now, I just want to make it as clear and plain as possible. These cartoons are not for adults. They can say they're for adults. They can have an adult rating, but we know that cartoons appeal to children. And somebody has to be bold enough to say it. I'm a lead pastor of a multi-site church nationally. I'm based out of New York City, and I am sick and tired of people trying to masquerade and kind of hide behind, oh, this, this is made for adults. Therefore, no, it's actually accessible and available to children, and it's in the package and the format that children consume. 
And so therefore we have to just call it what it is and bring some measure of exposure to this. And, and now that was the one layer. Then behind it, we know behind everything is a spirit. And there, it's either the Holy Spirit or it's the it's the enemy. We're fighting a spiritual battle and we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And so we're not fighting against producers and directors and, you know, cartoonists and illustrators. We are fighting a spiritual battle. And so we have to be aware of that so that Satan will not outwit us because he's always like the scripture said, trying to outwit us. And so uh, this is why exposure is needed because this spiritual battle is raging on and the enemy is just trying to take territory. And that's why the scriptures also tell us, do not give place to the devil. And sometimes even good Christian parents will say, I haven't given place to the devil in my home. And the devil's like, yes, but I own a little bit of digital real estate on the iPads and the iPhones of your children. And I'm coming for them through those digital devices. Yeah, and, and you look at this, and, I, and you made such a great point there about Ephesians 6, the spiritual battle that culture is in. Everybody's assuming Disney Plus is the enemy, right? Disney Plus is, you know, there's a bigger enemy at play. I do think it's bizarre that Disney Plus is apparently making this Pauline show and involved in it, although we've seen a number of other issues where Disney has sort of chosen to, to take a particular cultural stand, which is unfortunate in light of the fact that Disney was this beloved company that everybody trusted, right, for so many years. Not everybody, yeah. but a good chunk of, of the public. But I want to talk a little bit about culture and what this says about culture, because for a long time, you wouldn't see Satan. I mean, there was Rosemary's Baby. There were certain movies that would come out and shows, but it wasn't consistent like this. We are now seeing Satan front and center in this bizarre way. What does that say, the acceptance of that about the state of our culture right now? Well, yeah, and you know, it's such a great question. What's so sad is Walt Disney was a traditional family man who actually built the 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 whole empire around, you know, was predicated on the idea of how do I create a world for my daughters? You know, how do, how do I create an environment for them? And now here we are just two generations later. And unfortunately, the agenda behind them is the destruction of the traditional family. And because when, when you go into the parks and you experience the programming that they're creating today, it's very anti-traditional family. And so, and I, I just have to say that, and it's important to understand that there is an agenda and it's both a political agenda, but behind the political agenda is this ancient demonic agenda. And so it's it's new days, but old demons, you know, and the, these demons manifest in different dynasties across human history. And so a lot of people think we're up against something new, but actually we're up against something old. We see the same spirit of per perversion in Babylon across multiple kings that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to fight. We see the same spirit in Herod and, in, in, you know, the time the Romans uh, were occupying Israeli territory in the time of Jesus, the first century church. We see this over and over again, and we're still fighting it today. And so the reason why we have to be wise is because a lot of people would say, oh, this is just an exclusively political battle. And, and you know, Disney is overcorrecting because of the battle that they're fighting with DeSantis in Florida, and they're trying to make a stand and they're becoming antagonistic. But I would just say that might be the current iteration of these problems. But I can show you thousands of years ago where these same disembodied entities 
we're actually trying to puppeteer and use human beings to, uh, like the Bible says, teach doctrines of demons. And if they can't animate a human body, they'll animate a character on a show. Well, Mike Signorelli of V1 Church, thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, Billy, thanks so much for that conversation. It is truly wild to see the stuff that mainstream outlets are putting. Disney, which is, you think, princesses and harmless characters, a talking mouse. And now we've got the same company putting out Satan having a romance with a teen. I mean, this is, it's, it's so, it's so, so disturbing. But you need to be aware of this stuff because you can't fight back if your head's in the sand. So appreciate Billy bringing that one. You can check out his full conversation with Mike Signorelli on the CBN News YouTube channel. I've got the link in the description to this episode. But we're going to have time here for one last thing. Yeah, so on this episode, we talked obviously a lot about pride. We're probably going to be talking about it a few more times this month. Yeah. And I figured this would be the perfect verse to talk about because it just is, it flips all that on its head. So 2 Corinthians twelve ten it says, For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. That's the, that's the currency of the kingdom of God, not arrogance. Yeah, amen. Well said. Great spot to leave it on the podcast for today. As always, get yourself on over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Do not let the algorithm feed you a bunch of nonsense. Take control of your feed. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise, we shall return here tomorrow with more of the same. God bless. See you then.